Good evening. Goodbye Forever by Naktang Rinpoche, Chapter 22. Dujan Rinpoche remained silent for a minute and continued, Having attained this confidence, he laughed, has made this old man satisfied. Then he concluded, I believe this young Nakpa also satisfied becoming. Chapter 22, Parting Words, December 1971 to January 1972. The day arrived. I was to bid farewell to Kyabje Dujum Rinpoche. It was sad to contemplate his absence in my life, but I knew that I would see him again in three years. In those three years, I would have completed the Nundros and various other practices on which he had given me instruction. Before I left his presence, however, Dujan Rimshe said, Before England going, we arts speaking. He said this as he knew I was going back to study at art school. He wanted to say a few words about art and about the arts in general. He knew I was interested in music and poetry as well as painting and asked, what music playing and singing? It's called blues, Rinpoche. It comes from America. But before that, it came from West Africa. He then asked me if I would sing him something so that he could hear what it sounded like. So, feeling slightly uneasy, I launched into Hoochie Coochie Man. It didn't take more than the first line to feel entirely natural because Dujum Rinpoche gave me a broad grin. Gypsy woman told my mother Before I was born You got a boy child coming He's gonna be a son of a gun Gonna make pretty women Jump and shout And the world gonna wanna know What's it all about? Because I'm here Everybody knows I'm here I'm the hoochie coochie man Everybody knows I am. Then he asked me what the words meant. That is something of a problem, Rinpoche, because parts of it are untranslatable. Dujum Rinpoche smiled when my answer was translated for him. Yeah, but many words in Tibetan you must be English translating. Then much more difficulty. You poetry writing, so for you it is not too difficult. So now you poetry system using and meaning telling. I asked if I might think about it for a while because I'd have to work out a form of English that would translate into Tibetan whilst retaining a meaning that was representative of the original. After a minute of scribbling, I worked out something in English that could be translated into Tibetan. A nomad Kandro told my mother, before I was born, 
you will have a boy child and he will be strong and charismatic. He's going to cause beautiful women joyful fascination and everybody is going to be extremely curious about him because I'm here. Everybody knows I'm here. I'm the man with cities. Everybody knows I am. Once this had been translated, Dujum Rinpoche laughed appreciatively. Good song. This song very much liking. Very strong. Very powerful. Always you must be singing like this in your country. I explained that I'd had to change the words and they were sometimes a long way from the original, but that the original black American language would have made no sense in Tibetan. Dujum Rinpoche chuckled about that. You poetry writing since child, so natural coming, you good translation making. He said he felt confident that I had translated the meaning. He said that this was an important part of the work that lay ahead of me, as I would have to translate the meaning of the most profound Vajrayana teachings I received. No purpose word-for-word -word translation giving. This Sama style. You must Nyingma style teaching. Dujum Rinpoche explained that the arts were crucial to Vajrayana, and not simply the Vajrayana arts in terms of tankas, statues, tormas, Vajra dance and so forth. The secular arts, both Tibetan and Western, were also important. It was through the secular Western arts that I could reach out to people. Secular arts by Nakpa practising, not secular coming. Secular arts by Nakpa practising, Vajrayana coming. Nakpa everything into dimension of Vajrayana transforming. People not Vajrayana only for monks and recluses thinking. This is wrong thinking. You must strongly this wrong always saying. He told me that in Tibet and Bhutan, the ordinary people live their lives very much within the dimension of Vajrayana. And some ordinary people with ordinary working lives had achieved Jalu. Then he asked me whether I could earn a good living through the arts. And I replied that with painting it was more difficult unless one took the route I planned to take in terms of becoming an art school lecturer. He then asked about poetry and I replied that this was the most difficult course to take. Then he said, yeah, but music everyone is liking. And he asked me what the future was there. I replied that some people could become extremely wealthy through music but that I had lost my chance in that direction. Dujom Rinpoche looked quizzical for an instant and asked me to explain how that came to be, so I provided a potted history of savage cabbage. He nodded, gave me a penetrating look and said, You must always music playing. This I see. This important, very important. Always painting, always poetry writing, always arts in every part of life. In this way, Changchubsem always manifesting. This prediction I am making, always arts making. Never difference in Vajrayana and art coming, always together manifesting. 
In this way, peoples are nature of Vajrayana understanding. This came as something of a surprise to me. I thought I was giving up my life as a blues performer, but Dujam Rinpoche thought this definitely was not a good idea. He said that it was most necessary in terms of realising my potential for the benefit of others. He said that every human being has potential and that potential must be realised for the benefit of the world. If I gave up playing blues, how could those who love blues come to know about Vajrayana? If I gave up writing poetry, what connection would there be for those who loved poetry? The same was true for all the arts with which I engaged. This then would be how I would teach in the West. What a staggering idea. This would be my metier and forte, because if Vajrayana was to be established in the West, it would have to engage with Western culture. This was not to say that Vajrayana would change to suit the West, but that Vajrayana would be discovered as naturally inherent within the arts. This would be seen because I was an artist. This was the bridge I was to build. This was really not what I was expecting to hear. I had somehow taken on a renunciate view without realising that Vajrayana concerned transformation rather than renunciation. This advice from Dujam Rinpoche changed my life, right there, in that moment. On the afternoon I left Boda, Dujam Rinpoche gave me a final teaching. Again, he asked me to write it down in my own English so that it could be translated back to him. What is considered to be mind is not what it is imagined to be. This is because people try to understand mind with thought. It is better simply to allow mind to see itself and for there to be no difference between mind and seeing. Past mind no longer exists. Future mind is not yet present. Whatever arises in the moment is indecipherable because it cannot be translated by thought without turning it into thought. Let thoughts of past, present and future settle in the present moment and in that moment simply experience what is naturally there. Visual projections appear in meditation if one distracts oneself with here and there or then and when. If it is considered that mind is nothing, it will become the prison of numb emptiness and the richness of the nature of mind cannot self-emerge. Mind can be investigated with the intellect for the duration of one's life but one would be no closer to realisation. The real meaning of Dzogchen is natural immediacy in which the presence of awareness is without limit. Whatever is perceived is radiantly clear like the changeless blue of the sky. Whatever arises in mind is inseparable from primordial radiant clarity awareness. It is unborn and unceasing in splendour and joyously manifests in every aspect of phenomenal reality. When Namtogs arise, stare directly into their arising. 
when Namtogs dissolve, stare directly into their dissolution. It is the same in life. With each life circumstance, whatever is enacted, stare directly into the enactment with all the senses. Considering this will make you happy. Be of great cheer. A Ma Ho. This teaching has remained with me and supported me through everything that has occurred, good, bad and indifferent. I read it every day on my travels and at home, and each time I read it, Dujam Rinpoche seemed close at hand. Even today when I read it, Dujam Rinpoche seems close at hand. The journey back across the industrial belt of northern India was arduous. What did I expect? Whenever I resented the arduous nature of the journey, I'd read Dujam Rinpoche's text and laugh at myself. I'd have liked to have remained longer in Nepal, but I've had, I'd have had to have gone to Delhi to acquire another Nepalese visa. My money would not have stretched to that journey and to the train and bus ride back to Nepal. The finances required would not have been great, but my reserves were severely limited. It would be three years before I could see Dujam Rinpoche again. That fact was not a happy one, even though I knew he would always be with me. He had said he would always be with me, and I knew that his statement should carry all the sense of closeness I required as a Nakpa. I should therefore not indulge in infantile notions of feeling separated. After all, I was supposed to be some sort of ancient time traveller who'd migrated through various bodies. I had no doubt of Dujam Rinpoche's word on the matter, but I did not feel like a tulku. I could not see my past lives, apart from strange dreams and fragmented images, and I did not feel as if I had any special qualities aside from insane enthusiasm. I'd put this point to Dujam Rinpoche, and he told me that there were many tulkus who had no memory of their previous incarnations so I had no need to be concerned. He said that I had already had more memories than some Tulkus, and that I'd therefore have more memories in the future. He said that these memories were not so important in themselves. What was important was understanding Vajrayana and experience of practice. It was this that was valuable to others, rather than stories of a generation that was gone. Tibetans were always excited to hear these stories and to hear of wonders. The real wonder, however, was the non-dual state and the ability to give transmission of that state. Then, unusually, he looked rather sad. He explained that memories of previous incarnations could always be called lies but that Changchubsem could never be disparaged. It could not be denied. No one saying Chugyam kindness not having, he pronounced quite forcefully. No one saying Chugyam generosity not having. Gentle not doing, friendly not doing, laughing not doing. This, I believe, 
people are never saying. Then he laughed. Same like Churgyam not powerful singing saying. Then Dujam Rimshay laughed rather loudly. This no one can be saying because Nomad Kandro mother telling. Churgyam man with Siddhis becoming and everybody knowing. Also Kandro's much liking. This was deeply moving but also amusing. Dujum Rimshe was quoting Muddy Waters back to me from my singing of Hoochie Coochie Man. Two apparently separate worlds had become undivided. Dujum Rimshe and Muddy Waters were far from irreconcilable. At that moment, however, hearing those words, I felt both the burden of a huge responsibility and a strange, confident lightness. It was as though Dujum Rinpoche was empowering me not only to be a decent human being, but a creative human being. It's not that I doubted my capacity to be decent, but I did not know I was capable of guaranteeing that under all circumstances. I did not know that it was possible for me to be a Buddhist bluesman with adequate integrity. With Dujum Rinpoche's words, however, I felt that it had become a viable challenge. I could be a decent, honourable artist. I would be a decent, honourable artist. I'd try my level best to carry through with the promises I'd made and attempt to accomplish the practices. I absolutely had to become what Dujum Rinpoche believed I could become. I would do whatever it took not to disappoint him. Of course, the passion of youth is given to such staunchly devout declarations. But then life happens. What would happen then? That was a serious question, but it was not in my mind at that point. Sitting with Kyabjai Dujan Rinpoche, everything was possible.